On this week's Cricket Scotland podcast, we cover the New Zealand series, we cover the Cricket World Cup League 2 in Aberdeen, and we talk to Ailsa Lister as the Scotland under-19s qualify for the World Cup. Captain Catherine Bryce comes under it, she won't make any mistake, that's the first wicket for Scotland. Six to win, and Richie Barrington has finished it with a six. And that's the win for Scotland, they've secured the Super over. Oh, must be out. It is out. Scotland have done it. What a victory this is for Scotland. The greatest in their cricketing history. We are back on the Cricket Scotland podcast. Andrew Brock here. Jake Perry isn't with us today, so I'm filling in as host. And we have Clara Sablitsky here too. Welcome, Clara. Hi, Brocky. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm great. Great. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I've had a massive day off after the weekend. I've done nothing, so yeah. fresh. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, we'll get to the weekend for sure. Um, but first, we'll talk about all the cricket that we have had in the past couple of weeks. Uh, we had a New Zealand series where we hosted New Zealand at the Grange for a three-match series, two T20s and an ODI. 3-0 to New Zealand, not exactly what we wanted, but uh, some fantastic efforts and also a great spectacle throughout that week. Um, just a couple of shout-outs on performances, uh, especially in the ODI. Michael Leask with 85 or 55 balls and two for 46 with the ball. That was uh, a tremendous performance. And Matthew Cross with 53 or 58 balls. Uh, but also just getting a sellout crowd on the Friday and Sunday uh, and three absolutely cracking games. How did you find the New Zealand series, Clara? Yeah, I had a really, really good week. Um, obviously, the weather was lovely, which is an incredible feat for Scotland. I think there was three days of actually hot sun. And then, of course, the cricket was um, phenomenal as well. It was so good to host a team like New Zealand at the Grange, especially just having international cricket in Edinburgh is just it's just so fun so yeah, yeah it was good I thought uh it was a really great atmosphere as well at the Grange with um with the crowds were absolutely amazing um uh, one particular highlight for me that I definitely wanted to bring up was was the Piper who was a kind of running story throughout the week um it started on Wednesday where we started hearing bagpipes in the background um and noise was coming from the top of the pavilion that there was a piper standing on a rooftop, um, topless, um, whilst watching the game and playing the bagpipes. So uh, videos were caught of him on the Wednesday. We got a great photo of him on the Friday. And we did a bit of a call out on social media if we could get hold of him um, and see uh, see if he was around. Uh, and he uh, he was. So he actually came down on Sunday uh, for the game. Clara, how, how was that on Sunday with the Piper? Yeah, that was fun. He had his whole, what's the word for it? What, uh, kilt? No, yeah, well, I know it's a kilt, but I was going to say outfit, but like, I didn't see his outfit, but I'm guessing it was the Bonnie Prince Charlie. Is that like the, the whole shebang? Yeah. Okay. Clara's yeah. not Scottish, guys. <laughs> yeah, I I was just, yeah, whole shebang. <laughs> that, the full... We'll go with the whole shebang, yeah. 
Full scruffed shebang. Now, yeah. he'll... I was going to say shoes. Obviously, the man was wearing shoes. Goodness me. Goodness me. <laughs> anyway, um, um, yeah, it was great. He played the Scotland team out onto the field as they started their fielding innings, chasing, defending even, a massive total of 300. Um, perfect start to the afternoon. Lovely round of applause. And I think we should thank William again for coming down and making it a little bit special. So, yeah, yeah good on him uh, coming down, having the huevos to get on the field and uh, and and pipe out the team. That was that was fantastic. But an absolutely great atmosphere at the Grange, and then on to the Cricket World Cup League Two in Aberdeen, uh, which has really been a fantastic start for. Uh, the men's team, uh, three wins out of three so far. Uh, we're talking on Monday just now uh, with the last game on Wednesday. Um, three clinical wins as well. It's been uh, it's been really quite dominant by the Scotland team. Callum McLeod in serious form just now. He's hit 76, 117, 77 in his three innings. Um, and he, just, he looks... He looks phenomenal. Uh, he's he's batting really, really well. And then a uh, special mention to Mark Watt, first ODI Pfeiffer on the Sunday. Uh, and he's had 11 wickets in the series so far. He is uh, he's really turning it on, I think. Getting, getting that cricket done in Derbyshire has done him a world of good as well. Um, so, yeah, he's really leading that bowling lineup uh, tremendously well. Uh, and uh, another shout out to Captain Matthew Cross, who's stepping in for Richie Barrington, who is unfortunately injured. Uh, and Matthew has taken on the captaincy and uh, has led the team really well. Three wins, can't ask for more than that. And hitting 85 off 92 balls in the second game against the UAE uh, at his home club of Aberdeenshire. Now he does play for Harriets now, but uh, yeah, he did grow up as an Aberdeenshire boy. Now, on to the trip itself, where myself and Clara, we went up on the weekend. How did you find uh, the weekend up in Aberdeen? Was it everything that you dreamed of? Definitely. I mean, so that's my first away weekend. Obviously, we had the Clydesdale. Um, obviously, we had the Clydesdale games where you ferried me back and forth three yeah. times a week. Um, Brocky had so much fun on the drive, by the way, everyone. I'm really good. What's the <laughs> backseat driver? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the company was uh, phenomenal. And uh, yeah, it didn't get too long in the tooth at any point at all. Uh, but yeah, yeah and no. the teams are great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Clara likes my music choices. Um, I don't think uh, they're very popular. Um, how would you describe my music? My main music taste. Um. Eclectic. And what's the genre? What's the main genre? Tropical house. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah. It's a mix of tropical house and punk, pop punk. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. A lot of lot of synth wave right now as well. It's getting yeah. into the mix. Anyway, enough. <laughs> yeah. Enough about my music. How was Aberdeen? Aberdeen was great. It, there was the second time I've been up. Um, First time I went was for the Women's Prem and then obviously second time was for this round of the Cricket World Cup League 2 and it was it was good. The weather was lovely again. Um, 
well, it was for us. I heard about the side screen on the on the Wednesday match. I think it was that just just collapsed. Anyway, we had none of that kind of drama. We had a lovely weekend watching some really good cricket, and um, yeah, just to congratulate again, um, Callum, Mark, and Matthew on their performances. Um, and the team in general, I think, compared to the Clydesdale games when they seemed maybe hesitant is the right word at times, this weekend yeah. they were confident and I think that really came through. Yeah, I think they've really sort of stepped up. I think they really want to dominate any games that they're playing against other associate teams. They want to be uh, the next cab off the rank and I think they have been absolutely dominant in these games. And uh, yeah, on that side screen, I'm sure... Most of you will have seen on social media during the UAE versus USA game where the site screen, apparently there was a, a 20 second gust of wind that just flew through um, the venue and took out the site screen, broke it. Um, but I must say, not only for that, but also just throughout the whole week, a massive credit to Aberdeenshire and Callum Howard and his ground staff. Um, the venue looks amazing. The pitches have been uh, really, really good. Scores of um, 250 plus regularly. Um, yeah, couldn't ask for more out of that trip on the weekend. But speaking of Aberdeen, we have a guest on the podcast today, Ailsa Lister, the vice captain of the under-19s team that went out and qualified for the World Cup, is joining us on the podcast and we will speak to her now. Last week, the Scotland Under-19s headed out to Netherlands in search of World Cup qualification. A three-match series against the Dutch was the task, and two wins meant a trip to South Africa in January for the first ever Under-19 Women's World Cup. A 3-0 win for Captain Catherine Fraser and her team ensured qualification, and we have Vice-Captain and Centurion Ilsa Lister on the podcast. Ilsa, welcome to the Credit Scotland podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Delighted to have you. Um, so just wanted to talk about, obviously, fantastic that you, uh, that you uh, managed to qualify for the World Cup. How is the feeling now that you've been through that process, been through the week, and now you're at the other end of it? Yeah, I think it was such a whirlwind of a week. Um, it went so quickly. And I think, to be honest, it's only just kind of sinking in now. Um, all the girls are obviously buzzing. Um, after after the second game, because obviously after the second game we knew that we'd qualified, and um, so it was quite hard to um, kind of refocus for the last game because we knew that we didn't want to come away two one. Um, so as much as it was kind of trying to enjoy our celebrations at the same time, um, we we knew that we had the third game, and then we wanted to, uh, in Peter's words, we wanted to put on a show and um, and kind of show the rest of the teams at the World Cup what we were how we were wanting to play and and obviously luckily Darcy and I kind of did that and then backed it up with the ball as well so um great to have the support as well when we when we flew in we had a few of the women's team um there to welcome us home as well as the the parents and um, family and friends so yeah it was a bit of a whirlwind but yeah we're just really excited yeah it seemed like a fantastic week and uh, I just wanted to jump on the um just beforehand so like obviously you will have had preparations going into this World Cup qualifiers and a lot of the focus for the season will have been towards this because it was a big part of your um, 
your season. So what was the preparations like for the under-19 squad? Yeah, so um, kind of started uh, in the winter, kind of Christmas time, um, just after Christmas, we all came together and started training together as a team. And then and then obviously once the, once the season um, kind of kicked off, there was a huge emphasis on the WPL. Um, wanted as many players in that squad to, um, playing for their respective teams in the WPL um, to kind of prepare best as we can. And then there's a huge emphasis on the um, regional under 18s as well. So having the girls playing for Cal East and West um, and just getting time out in the middle was really important. And then we had a trip down to where it was supposed to be um, Yorkshire and Lancashire, but Yorkshire was unfortunately cancelled. So we went down and played a couple of games against Lancashire, which went really well. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was good learnings then. And then we've been training with the women's team as well. So getting the experience and help from them um, before heading out as a team. So we actually, we've got a couple of English, English girls um, that are playing down south. Um, so we hadn't played together much as a full team, um, but we came together really well. We had the training, well, we flew out on Sunday, had a training day on Monday, and then obviously got started on Tuesday um, through to the Friday. So yeah, um, prep was pretty good. We knew what we wanted to do. We knew how we wanted to play. Um, and yeah, we managed to succeed over there, which was really good. Certainly did. Was that a Yorkshire game? Am I right in thinking? Was that the one that was cancelled because the heat wave was on that week? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely <laughs> roasting. Um, so we ended up going down a day later, um, and that was like the hottest day. Luckily, luckily the bus had good aircon, so we were okay. <laughs> um, and then the day after the Lancashire game, it was hot, but it wasn't absolutely roasting, so um, it was okay. And then actually, it was pretty warm over in the Netherlands this last week as well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we were lucky with weather there as well. And let's get on to the first game um, and a win there. How was how was the feeling right before the game? So you're about to go into this sort of World Cup qualifier stage. How how were you feeling? Because you won the toss and batted, is that right? Yeah. So um, and you're up in the batting. So how are you feeling for that? Yeah. So um, the on the Monday night we had a team meeting. Um, and we were kind of just got Peter asked the thoughts of the girls on how they were feeling and it was it was kind of a group everyone was kind of feeling the same pretty nervous um obviously Catherine Fraser and I have been involved in the past with the women and um, with international kind of stuff but most of the other girls and none of the other girls had played um for for Scotland um, internationally so it was kind of a group feel we we're all pretty nervous and um, obviously we knew what was at stake um but we just kind of we came together really well I think um and once everyone kind of knew that everyone else was feeling the same we kind of rallied together and um yeah I was I was quite nervous walking out to bat and then obviously uh hit a, first, a four first ball and then and then got out second ball so I thought oh no this could be a long tournament but um yeah luckily the other girls batted really well um and got up to one three five I think um which we knew we kind of set out we knew if we got over 120 we thought that, that was kind of par um and we knew that we'd um have a pretty good chance if we got over 120 and then we batted really well towards the end of the innings um the girls kind of coming in lower down the order did really well striking the ball really hard um and then we backed it up with the ball as well Catherine Fraser getting a wicket first ball of the innings um, and yeah. kind of set us up and I think we had them zero for three at one point um and yeah, just kind of kept going and 
and we managed to win that first game quite comfortably again. Um, so for the second game, the nerves had definitely settled. We felt a little bit more comfortable because we knew that the first game obviously set the tone for the rest of the week. Um, so after that first game kind of passed, we we just backed our skills and then obviously succeeded the next two games as well. So um, yeah, pretty good week. Pretty good week. Yeah, no, that um, I remember that the scores coming through on the second innings there. Just seeing first ball, Captain Fraser with it. I was like, yeah. of course, it's Captain Fraser. Of course, of it's course, first ball. <laughs> and then zero for three. I was like, okay, well, I think we, I think we might be in with the sniff here. Yeah. Um, and that was great. And then I think it was two runouts to finish the the innings as well. Um, to get yeah, the win so. in the first one. Um, yeah. and then obviously you've won the first game. Onto the second one, you know you're going into that game. If you win, you're qualifying for the World Cup. You go into South Africa in January. And uh, yeah, just just talk us through that game. Yeah, so again, um, we so we lost the toss. So we wanted to win the toss in battle week. Um, and Catherine, <laughs> I think the only thing she did wrong all week, she lost that toss. Um, <laughs> the middle one. Um, so bowled first, and um, yeah, bowled bowled pretty well again. And managed to restrict them. I can't even remember how <laughs> how much. Um, maybe around ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, bowled really well. Um, knew our plans, and obviously after the first game, we kind of knew what what the batters were like um, and the bowlers. And then and then we changed up with the order with Darcy coming up the order. Um, just to and we really backed her for. Um, and then the two of us got off to a pretty good start again. Um, and then yeah, and then won that second game. And the feeling after the second game was was amazing. We were just absolutely buzzing. Um, enjoyed the celebration straight after the game. Um. Sandflower Scotland back in the changing room um and yeah it was just it was really good after that after that second game that was kind of more what we were the standard that we were looking for um managing to chase it down pretty easily um and just batting we always think those those kind of middle totals are sometimes quite difficult to go about um like how do we go about chasing chasing that kind of score um but we just we knew the way that we wanted to play and and whether we were chasing 160 or whether we were chasing 94 it was just very similar and um, so we did that and we managed to succeed and obviously chase it down pretty pretty easily so yeah yeah pretty modest yourself you didn't mention that you got 44 off 25 <laughs> balls eight fours one six uh delightful and then um yeah i think uh that just was absolute to to perform like that when even though it's a lowish total and to be as clinical as that to to know that once you do that you qualify for a world cup Fantastic. So uh, that was great. And obviously, we're on to the next game. Um, and yeah, just talk us through uh, how many did you get again? I can't. Uh, yeah, just tell us how many runs you got that game. Um, well, I actually, so it's a tricky one because there was a bit of a funky thing going on with the scoreboard at there one was. point, I think. Um, yep. <laughs> so I came off, when I came off the pitch, I was on 107, but I noticed on the ICC scorecard, I actually got 111. So one of the two. <laughs> yeah, let's go with 111. 111 <laughs> off 58 balls, 16 fours and one six um, uh, batting first and uh, batting with Darcy uh, Darcy Carter getting, who got 103 not out of 55 balls and I believe she hit a six off the last ball of the, the innings to get her 100. Yeah, so it was... Um... So we just, we set out again and we just knew what we wanted to play. Obviously knew what they, um, 
their bowlers were doing. Um, and obviously we had a pretty good power play and Darcy and I were going and, oh my goodness, it was rather warm as well. Um, <laughs> absolutely knackered by the end of it. But um, yeah, I got out and then after I scored my 100 and then um, a couple of the other girls, it was funny actually because after I got my 100, the ball that I got out, I came down the wicket and I said to Darcy, I was like, right, I'm just going to try and get ones from now on to get you on strike. <laughs> You know, because I was like, she's not going to And then I got out the next ball and I was like, okay, that's like plan. Um, so, yeah, once we got out, like, the atmosphere in the tent was was really great. And obviously the girls were so supportive. And, and yeah, and then it got it got quite close. Obviously, in the last over, so we were like, oh, no, please, can she get can she get 100? And then she hit, she, had, um, she was on 95 with, with two balls remaining. Um, and she hit a six on the second last ball of the over, um, a huge six as well. <laughs> um, it was right next to the tent. She just hit it straight over the bowler's head for six, um, and then I think hit a two off the last ball. So she ended up, I think, hundred and three something like that. Um, she she was absolutely class. First um, first ever hundred for her. Um, so she did it in some style as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was really fun and. We were both absolutely knackered by the end of it, but it was great to be out there with her. Um, and then obviously, again, backed it up with the ball. Bowlers bowled really well. Um, and yeah, just finished the week very well, just how we wanted to. How we wanted to. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention, just the, there's a video of when you get your 100 and it's a, it's a fantastic video. Um, uh, credit to the ICC for, for that one. But um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you getting your hundred and the response. You can hear the support in the tent from from the team, and uh, it's just absolutely fantastic. The other thing that I got a bit of a, a nudge on that, like, so how I was told how you sort of recovered after your hundred before having to go out to keep again. So what did you do after you got back in and in the middle the, between the two innings? So in between, um, well, first of all, I walked across the rope. Um, and what I actually did, it was quite funny. On the way out to bat, I ended up tripping over the rope. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was um, on the last day, the ICC lady, she had her drone out to film us walking out to bat. And there was like this bit of string about two metres in front of the actual boundary rope, which is obviously like no spectators were allowed past that string. And I ended up tripping over it and I was like, oh God, Elsa, I can't believe you've done that. Um, <laughs> so the, I made a huge emphasis of not tripping over the rope when I got back in. Um, yeah. And then I just like fell to the floor. I was absolutely knackered. Like it, the sun was like beating down. It's like 29, 30 degrees. So I got in the tent, um, sat down. I think I took my top off. <laughs> um, took my top off and then... Uh, Charlotte our SNC and an assistant coach she just had like loads of ice packs um just like she was just putting ice cubes all over me and then Catherine <laughs> Fraser comes and she she was like do you want some water Elsa and I was like oh god yes please but instead of giving it to me to drink she pours it all over my head <laughs> um, <laughs> and then obviously the thought of having to go out and keep after that was <laughs> I wasn't looking forward to it but I thought no. I was like I have to I was like I can't can't not so yeah yeah I managed to recover as well as I could off um and then obviously went out and kept um and then once I came back in again like um my trousers were being rolled up and the ice, <laughs> the ice packs were back on um absolutely cooked um absolutely exhausted 
um but yeah we managed to get through it so that's the main thing <laughs> that's all nice um no well congratulations on that and a well-earned trip to south africa in in january um yeah. uh but Wanted to touch on a, a couple other things. Um, obviously, you're a you're a product of of Stonywood Dice, um, which has produced uh, some international cricketers in their time. Carl Kutzer and Michael East being a couple who are currently playing for Scotland. What's your experience been like um, at Stonywood Dice uh, as part of your development? Yeah, so I um, I first moved to Stonywood. So obviously I'm from Huntley, so I grew up and I played at Huntley Cricket Club. Um, they were really supportive. I got great coaching from them. Um, and then when I kind of moved on from from junior stuff and into men's cricket, I moved to Stonywood. My brother had previously moved there a couple of years before. Uh, I've got a little older brother. So I moved there being the only, at that point, the only girl. Um, obviously still quite young um, and my brother being there, but they've been nothing but supportive the whole way. Um, obviously playing men's cricket can be tough at times um but they've been they've been so supportive throughout my whole journey um playing for them and yeah they've just been they've just been really great and then this season obviously not played much for them just because of being quite hectic um with with training and and obviously the 19 stuff as well um but all through this season they've been so supportive and online as well um yeah and I've just been obviously I speak to some other girls and it's they don't get have they don't quite have the same experiences playing um men's cricket like it's obviously tough for everyone um but I've been really fortunate in that um Stonywood have always have always been really welcoming to me and and treated me however how everyone else is treated and got great opportunities to keep and um bat where they think I should bat and where I should deserve to bat so yeah been really great from them Awesome, and a, a name that has popped up. Um, you can um, you can elaborate on if you wish. Uh, that's uh, been a, a supporter for you, Neil Nickel. Yeah, so Neil, um, he he was my first coach. Um, so I started cricket when I was like eight, um, and just on the back as well of my my brother playing. Um, and I went to played for played for Huntley for quite a while um and Neil coached me all the way through um along with I got quite a bit of keeping coaching actually from Callum Howard who's the the groundsman at Aberdeen Cricket Club um so yeah they've always been really good and Neil's always been really supportive of me um and then he's laterally as well he's done a wee bit of coaching with me here and there and he's he's been really great actually for Huntley and and girls cricket up in the north especially um kind of in Murray and, and Aberdeenshire as well um and getting loads of girls into the game which is really good and, and Huntley's obviously Kirsty Gordon was kind of the first um she's from Huntley and um since then we've there's been me and a couple of others as well um and the girls section is really thriving at Huntley which is which is great to see as well and that's mostly off the back of of Neil. Awesome. Now uh, we've got one more question for you before we get into our sort of quick fire round. Uh, I was informed that while you were on tour, there was a game of Cluedo that went on. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk us through the game of Cluedo. How did that? So how did that operate? So basically, like the game of Cluedo, it's been around the women's team for a while as well, and and kind of under seventeens, and basically, um, everyone's names get thrown into a hat as well as random objects um you know so this tour we had like a towel 
Peter's coaching whiteboard, Crocs, things like that. Um, <laughs> and you pick out a name and this ob and a random object, and basically you have to kill them with this object. Um, right. So that is by passing this object to them. Um, and yeah, and it's all, it's always good fun. And so you can either pass it to them or it can be how we played it or if you ask for it and they give it to you and um, right. you know like oh, Clara passed me that croc and Clara gave me a croc she'd be dead um, yeah. and then once once you kill your person um, and they're dead you can then team up with them to kill their person so like okay. by the end of it you've got like five different people all coming for this one person <laughs> um, <laughs> So it, it's quite good fun, you know, it's good like to be back at the hotel and obviously there's rules like once the PMOA is in place, you can't be killing people with a stump in the warm up or whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's always good fun back at the hotel. It normally causes different fights <laughs> yeah. about whether, whether it was actually within the rules or not. And um, yeah, it's always just, it's always good fun. <laughs> and how did you die? How did I die? Oh, it was Rosie Ryan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she, um, we were out we were on like on like the decking out in the hotel and um she says to me she looks as if she's like gonna play a prank on someone like typical rosie and she's like oh, oh pass pass me your slider and i was like no nah, i'm not falling for that <laughs> she's like okay phrase pass me your slider so phrase gave her a slider and then she goes up to and like goes to like play a prank on one of the other girls and then she and then she came back and she was like, I'll hold this for a second. And I just switched off for two seconds and I took the slider and I was abs I was I was raging. <laughs> we were right next to a canal and I said, if this wasn't Catherine Fraser's slider, it would have been volleyed into the canal. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then obviously she then teamed up to then kill my person and then so on and so forth. So yeah, it's it's, it's good fun, but it just takes one minute to slip yeah. up and you regret it <laughs> and you can't trust that Rosie Ryan she's no, you can't. sneaky <laughs> sneaky <one>. yeah <laughs> awesome right quick fire questions that's where we're on now um we'll start with some some light ones some easy ones and then we'll see see where we get to um I think I'm first is that right Clara yeah you go for it yeah I'm right okay this is, this is, this is a really easy one we'll start with <laughs> soup or sandwich sandwich definitely <laughs> yeah good Clara okay uh breakfast or dinner or dinner definitely Ooh, okay call or text uh, call yeah Ooh. oh okay Ooh, okay yeah. interesting not not like the rest of people in my generation <laughs> yeah I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> um okay 50 over or 220 Oh, 220, definitely. Oh, me. <laughs> when, I go back to, when I go back to playing men's cricket, I'm like, oh my goodness, is this over yet? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you there. Every Saturday, it's just like, this is a long, long day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keeping or batting? I would have always said keeping, but this season, it's got to be batting. <laughs> play. Yeah. Um, Manor Field or People's Park? People's Park, all the day, all the way. Ooh, really? Yeah, all the way. Yeah. deciding this question, I was like, why don't we go Manor Field or the airport? 
<laughs> I mean, if we, if in terms of location, it would have to be Barfield, <laughs> like the actual ground itself. However, got to always stick with People's Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone, everyone who has played at People's Park always says that. Um, who've played for Stonywood, not the people that have gone and visited it. Oh no. no, no. <laughs> Although, as a batter, it's a good place. I think it's a good place to bat because the boundaries straight are so short. You can just yeah. chip it over the wall. And it's oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, um, I must say as well. Once you bat at people's park and then you bat somewhere else, everyone else, everyone else seems like a road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely right. Stonywood Dice or Northern Lights? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god. That's a tricky one. I'm gonna have to say Sunny with Dice. I'm gonna have to say Sunny with Dice. However, I have absolutely loved the Northern Lights this year and the reason behind it and everything. Look, the, the fact that you just answered the question is impressive enough because I was expecting yeah, a big enough. no answer there. So fair enough. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a trick. <laughs> I think I'm gonna definitely have de a lot of messages here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, choose your captain, Catherine Bryce or Catherine Fraser. Gotta be Bracey. It's gotta be Bracey. <laughs> good, good. Um, hold on. I've just thought of another question, so I'm gonna write that down. Uh, <laughs> who is the bigger Stonywood Dice legend? Kyle Kutzer or Michael Leesk? Uh, probably gotta be Kyle. It's got. It's gotta be Kyle. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no comment from me. But yeah, I can, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I'm not, I'm not diving into that one. <laughs> okay. Um. Would you rather score a hundred and lose, or get a duck and win? Um. If it duck, it duck and win. Especially if I'm playing for Scotland, it's got to be a win. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, would do 100 and lose 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never score 100 for Sonnywood, honestly. <laughs> right. Okay. Just, just from what you were saying before, I don't know if this is going to be a harder question or not. Sonnywood Dice or Huntley? Uh, Sonnywood Dice. Okay. Okay. No, fair play. Now, I honestly, fair play for you answering every single one of those questions. I reckon I would have ducked a couple of them if I were you. So, yeah, well I've done actually answered them. Lots of messages, lots of <laughs> controversial decisions, but hey, <laughs> I'll take it on the that's, chin. That's the aim of this podcast: is to make life as difficult <laughs> as possible for you. So, um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> yeah. no thank you very much. Me from the Northern Lights. <laughs> done uh, no thank you very much for coming on the podcast um that was uh that was great and uh good luck uh in the rest of the fixtures this summer uh you've got uh, a big few weeks coming up um and uh, obviously well big couple months coming up really and then uh uh very much good luck in january in south africa thank you very much thank you for having me i've loved it <laughs> awesome Okay, so that's all from us, recapping the last few weeks of lots of international cricket, both home and away. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. And 
in, over the next few weeks, we'll be covering a lot more of the women's game. So, st <laughs> so stick around for that. Um, it should be really good. Uh, thanks again for listening and see you next week. Bye-bye.